Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you on a, a fabulous footballing weekend. I don't really know what else to say. Of course, I am having wild anticipation for a terrific Euro 2020 played in 2021 final between Italy and England, or England and Italy, because it is actually at Wembley. But let's not forget, there is an equally as large final coming up in Brazil at the Maracanã between Brazil and Argentina. Uh, it's going to be a one for the ages as uh, Lionel Messi attempts attempts to put some international trophies in his belt for as incredible of a player as he is. Uh, they have been largely elusive. Uh, so much to talk about. I'm going to give you my picks for both finals. We're going to talk about them. Let's also take a look at the transfer market going on uh, around uh, the world as clubs get ready. Uh, if you are a Liverpool supporter, you know what's happening here. Within the next week, training camp is starting. End of July, we've got... Actually, we have uh, pre-season games starting in Austria where they are in camp. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're singing football's coming home. But to be honest... It's never left, and it's not taking much of a break. It's coming hot and heavy, and of course, we have the Olympic Games as well. All right, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network as well as the Sirius XM and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. If you're listening to me on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn, the award-winning Sirius XM app, or at our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, uh, welcome to the show. I'm with you every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again, midnight Pacific. That's 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. So, Copa America, the Euro Finals, transfers. I can follow up on some uh, rather rude messages I got about my opinions about the uh, U.S. women's national team and their fight for equal play. We've got so much to get to today. And we're speaking of the U.S. women, uh, let's have a little chinwag about women's Olympic soccer. This is World Soccer Radio. I am Nick Eber, and I'll be right back after this. <laughs> Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, also the American Forces Network, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app, and of course our podcast is available at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network, or wherever you download your podcasts from. Uh, welcome to the show, couple of huge finals, and you say, oh, couple, Nick, what are you talking about? Well, in case you didn't know, there's a small event called Copa America. Uh, going on right now. Final is Saturday in Copa America. Final of the Euros is Sunday. We have a whopping great weekend of massive final football coming up. And uh, you're going to want to watch and probably wager a little bit on those games. If you do want to wager on those games, I have to tell you there's no better place to go 
than betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Right now, if you head over to betonline.ag, you can not only bet on the Copa America final and the Copa America uh, third place game, but you can bet on the uh, Euro final, you can bet on the Olympics uh, futures, you can bet on uh, basketball, you can bet on baseball. Um, it's all there for you. Darts, snooker, wrestling, boxing, nose picking, American Idol. You can bet on everything at betonline.ag. So just head over there right now and they will give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's right, a 50% bonus on your first deposit, or as my South African relatives would say, a 50% bonus. Uh, whether it's 50 or 50, you get that bonus. Uh, head over to betonline.ag right now. And if you are going to bet on sports, remember, be responsible, make it part of your entertainment dollars and not a lifestyle, and uh, then you will have a wonderful time of it. So two big finals to get to this weekend, and uh, I'm going to touch on both of them here, give you my picks and predictions. Um, England beating Denmark in exactly the fashion I told you. I said it was going to be a cagey match. Denmark were going to give England everything they could handle and more. And that the onus was going to be on England to break down the Danes while keeping themselves secure in the back. Now, clearly, the game started off in a bad way for England. And we can talk about the penalty call. I thought it was a very reasonable pen penalty. And I, and I like VAR. I, I'm one of the few people that, that like VAR. I think it's doing its job. I suppose with sports... You know, first of all, there's no rational reason why we should like sports, right? I mean, it's all emotion, right? And I remember, uh, you know, Game of Thrones on HBO has been called the last water cooler television series. By that, you know, you, it's appointment viewing and you show up once a week and you watch the GOT episode and you're at work and you're hanging out around the water cooler and you're like, oh, did you see what Tyrion Lannister did or blah, 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 blah. You know, that's what they mean by a water cooler moment. Sports gives us many water cooler moments. And while Game of Thrones may have been the last water cooler moment because most shows now are streamed, and they're not sort of appointment viewing. Sports is still very much appointment viewing. A final has to have a date and a time associated with it. A semi-final, a group stage match, a qualifying round. There's dates and times. A Premier League match. You know when to tune in to watch it. One of the constants with football in the last 100 plus years that it's been around has been the water cooler moments of refereeing decisions. Oh my God, we played incredibly, but you know, it was that handball that should have been allowed or the ref should have given it or the ball crossed the line or no, it didn't cross the line or the goalkeeper moved off his line before, uh, you know. 
VAR has essentially gutted that. Now, there's still controversy, absolutely. There's still controversial moments with VAR. But those controversial moments have to do more with the interpretation of the rule and the rule itself rather than whether the rule was infracted or not. So you can't argue with an offside call that the computer has validated as offside because the computer's right. He was half a hair on his knee ahead of the player behind him. Now, what you can discuss is whether that's a stupid rule and needs to be amended. But deal with the rules and not the implementation of the rules. It was a penalty kick. It was a good penalty. Was it Raheem Sterling? Yeah, he went over kind of easy, but okay, it happens. Harry Kane takes a penalty, follows the rules, shows excellent training, follows up the penalty, slots the ball in the back of the net despite Schmeichel's excellent save. By the way, Kane gets credited for a regular goal and not a penalty, but he does get credited for a penalty miss. <laughs> That's crazy. But look, those are the rules. That's how it went. KG match. England did what they had to do. They overwhelmed the Danes eventually. It was like when you put, you know, if you're turning a can, uh, a jar with a stuck lid, and you apply enough pressure, eventually that lid will pop open. And, pop open. and that is exactly what happened in that semi-final. And the Danes can hold their head up high. Now, if it is true that Schmeichel was subject to a laser pointer, that's horrific. I'm sorry. And they need to find out who pointed that laser at Kasper Schmeichel, and he needs to be banned. The person that pointed it, not Kasper Schmeichel, needs to be banned from attending any football matches in person for the rest of their days. But my gut feeling is it's a bit of an excuse. There was an emotional letdown for the Danes at the end of that match, absolutely. But if you remember, I told you, the Danes have been a 100-horsepower engine doing a 100-horsepower job. To beat England, they need to be a 300-horsepower engine and do a 300-horsepower job, and that is what they have not been doing because they are not a 300-horsepower engine. They're only a 100-horsepower engine. That's one of the analogies my, my dad, God rest his soul, used to, uh, used to say all the time. Got to have a 100-horsepower engine doing a 100-horsepower job. By the way, I'm coming to you live from Las Vegas. It is 118 degrees out here. As Monty Python would say, hey, it's hot enough here to boil a monkey's bum. It's a great weekend to be locked in the house watching some fantastic football and not out melting in the oven that is Southern Nevada. But England get by Denmark. Fabulous game. Lived up to the billing. I told you. that England would win it. I told you it would be a tight game. It was all of those things and more, right, guys? Great game. And girls, I know everybody's been enjoying it. 
it is so difficult for me to turn from the Euros to Copa America to actually have any interest whatsoever, for example, in the Gold Cup. And, and by the way, no disrespect meant there to the U.S. national team. You can only play who's in your group, who's in your confederation. But England, I said they would win it in extra time. It wouldn't go to penalties. They won it in extra time. Didn't go to penalties. Spain, Italy. Italy struggled to get by Spain, who had vast amounts of possession in that game. Italy winning in penalties back last Tuesday. All right, I've got to go to break. I'll be right back with more here, World Soccer Radio. Byline Broadcast Network. I'm Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, by the way, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You could find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We are presented to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And if you're looking to place a small wager, there's no place I know that has more sports, more odds, more different ways to bet that is safer, more secure. Your money is safe. Money in, money out. No worries with betonline.ag. And right now, if you head over there, they'll give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit. You heard me right, 50% bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Okay, Um, before the break, I was waxing poetical about the uh, Euro finals. I was talking about the Italy-Spain match. And other than the fact that watching uh, Chiellini... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and is the one of the most expressive faces in football. I mean, really. Uh, the old, grizzled vet- <laughs> veteran uh, at 36 years old uh, in his last major tournament, uh, an absolute joy um, to watch, you know, What's happening to him? I mean, this is a guy that's been playing for Italy since 2004, right? He's currently playing with Juventus. 404 appearances with Juventus. And he's a centre-back, by the way. He still scored 27 goals. Gotta love the guy, right? This is a guy whose international career has only ever seen him as a runner-up in the Euros back in uh, 2012. Despite all the success he's had with Juventus, what's he won? Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine titles with Juventus. Five Copa Americas, five Copa Super Cup, Italian Super Cups.
The guy is definitely looking to lead Italy to glory. However, I think if there's a weak spot in this Italian team, it is the centre-back pairing of Bonucci and Chiellini. And I, I don't mean that they're weak players because they are absolutely not weak players. They are very experienced, outstanding centre-backs. The problem with Bonucci and Chiellini is that Chiellini is 36 years old. Bonucci, I believe, is 32 or 34 years old. He's 34 years old. And they're going to be coming up against the likes of Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane and Saka, who I thought had a terrific match on the right side. Young, quick, skilled players playing a system that is within their attainment, who know what they're supposed to do. They have the very dangerous Harry Kane who's going to be attracting the attention of Chiellini and Bonucci. And I think that the likes of Raheem Sterling and Saka and whoever else uh, Gareth Southgate should choose to start to the, for this game um, is going to cause a lot of trouble. Whether or not you're a fan of Declan Rice and that Phillips, I, I, I'm not. But Saka, Mason Mount, Raheem Sterling, and Harry Kane. You know, it's a 4-2-3-1 kind of that England play, although it sort of shifts around a bit. I think is going to overwhelm the back four of the Italians and create all sorts of problems, particularly Kane. And if you've got Sterling cutting in with these runs is going to be too much for Chiellini and Bonucci. And I, I, I think that is going to be the difference maker on these games. So that is my prediction. I think England will actually win this match, despite the fact, allow me to say, I actually think the Italians are a better team. And the odds makers would tend to agree with me on this. Because if I'm looking at the current odds, courtesy of betonline.ag, Italy are plus 105 to lift the trophy. England are minus 125 to lift the trophy. Now, it's a little more close for regulation. Plus 195 for Italy, plus 170 for England. Still England the favorites. Plus 205 for the draw. But England the favorites to win. Fair enough. By the way, if England win, it will be a large part of the national psyche will have been... Well, let me, let me rephrase that. If England win a large part of the national psychological problems <laughs> will have been lifted. As someone that was born in 1965, one year before the great victory uh, at Wembley against Germany in 1966 uh, for the World Cup, England have really 
struggled in a massive way to achieve in any big tournament. This is the first final of a major tournament England have been to since 1966. Think about that for a minute. So if England win, I think they will. I've I, I got another, I got another op opinion about this here in a second. I think what you're going to find is that uh, it's going to be like a monkey lifted off the back of, of, of English football. And I think the value of the Premier League will go up even more. And it, the Premier League will start to pull further away than it is even now from the other leagues in Europe. So we'll have to wait and see. And of course, the job has to be done on the pitch. By the way, first half, Italy plus 285, England plus 240. Second half, England uh, plus 200, Italy plus 235. So whether you're looking at first half, second halves, or the game, uh, England are the favorites all the way down. Doesn't mean they're going to win. It's got to be played. It's not played by odds makers. The game's not played by pundits. The game's not played by FIFA 2021. Uh, the game, which was probably made in 2019. It's like the Euros of 2020, but played in 2021. Could be a huge Sunday for England. However, don't discount the Italians. Yes, Chiellini and Bonucci are going to have a terrible time, but Immobile and Insigne can also run ragged around the English defenders. The question is going to be a game of possession, a game of organization, a game of structure. Believe it or not, I will take Southgate over Mancini. I like the way Mancini has handled the Italian team, but a lot of what Mancini does is just kind of let them do their thing. Southgate's a little bit more organized, a little bit more tactical. I won't say he's uh, what I used to call when my kids played uh, youth soccer. Uh, he's an Xbox coach, you know, like wants to control where every player goes and what every player does, acts like he's controlling all the players with an Xbox controller. Neither, neither, uh, neither gaffer are like that. Uh, but I think Southgate's likely to have the team better prepared tactically uh, than Mancini is. Mancini's an outstanding manager, don't get me wrong. But when you're dealing with the kind of the um, uh, emotional, pent-up Italian team, uh, I think that he is handling them absolutely correctly. So it is going to be a fabulous match. Do I think England will win? Yes. Do I think, do I know England will win? Will win? No. Because these are two of the best teams in the tournament, hands down or the two best teams in the tournament. In fact, I've said all along, I thought the Italians were the best team in the tournament, match after match after match, after I got done being starstruck by the France team. By the way, great piece in, <coughs> excuse me, in The Athletic about the French national team. Uh, it, it, you know, The Athletic, and, and I'm going to give props here to a media organization, The Athletic actually have really good football coverage. If you have a chance, check it out, talking about Deschamps and Mbappe and Varane and, uh, and Griezmann and all the personalities involved 
not just the personalities, but some of the friction that's come from the families and friends and hangers-on of the national team. Uh, look, if you remember the French team back when had the, had the mutiny. In fact, why don't we pick this up on the other side of the break? You're listening to World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'll be right back after this. Uh, don't go anywhere. In the meantime, send me a tweet at McGeber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM, as well as iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app, the American Forces Network. Our podcast is available right as the show is over. You can catch it on the Believe BLEAV Podcast Network or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can have World Soccer Radio beamed directly to your mobile device, whatever that may be, and you can listen to my dulcet tones while you are in the bathroom, uh, while you are at the beach. While you are in flagrante delecto, uh, while you are doing whatever it is you are doing. How about that? Pretty awful thought, actually. <laughs> but anyway, subscribe to the podcast. By the way, lots of other really great uh, soccer podcasts as well at the Believe Podcast Network. So you really want to check it out. Um, I'm talking about the Euro, uh, the Euro finals, of course, which is coming up on Sunday. It's England, Italy. I've told you I thought that England would win. I told you. It's going to be very tight. Um, I have to say, my favorite team to watch in the Euros has without a doubt been the Italians. Uh, they have played with uh, such uh, a joy and such delight and uh, exciting, fun football. There's not been an ounce of cynicism in their game. It's been great to watch. And if the Italians do win, um, I won't cry. I will be absolutely uh, happy for them because, uh, really, I, I think they have... Uh, provided some of the best entertainment of the tournament. Um, I, you know, I watched their match against Spain, who I thought were a, a pretty uninspiring opponent. And I watched them struggle a bit against Spain, obviously winning in penalties. But the English team is an awful lot better than the Spanish team. This is without a doubt one of the weakest Spanish teams um, in a long time. And, and they did well. I mean, they got to, got to the semifinals of the Euros, which is, uh, which is certainly no slouch, right? But Italy getting by Belgium. I, uh, Belgium, I, I think in the quarterfinals, I think that was their biggest feather in their cap for this tournament. They had Austria in the round of uh, 16. And in terms of in their group, they had, uh, <clears throat> they had Wales uh, in Group A, Turkey, and Switzerland. They didn't really have the toughest of groups, except maybe for the Swiss. And, and they did well, though. I mean, they were perfect in their group. But they did struggle in the round of 16 against Austria. Uh, they had a good match against Belgium. They struggled in the semis against Spain, coming out on top every time. So you can look at this one of two ways. You can say either the team is like good but not great, 
and 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 against really good opposition can be had but then you have to look at the belgium team but then i'm telling you this belgian team was highly overrated or you can say the italian team is gaining momentum and and building cohesiveness and building belief in themselves as they go match over match getting result over result even if it's a tough fault result against an average spain side that took penalties to win i can tell you england was praying for spain to win that match and on the english side uh, you know I, I think momentum is on their side is this going to be a proverbial bridge too far i i don't know I think the England team, which is, I want to say the youngest team, was the second youngest team in the tournament. I think they're too young, really, for this to be a bridge too far. Because I think when you get players that are that young, that talented, that successful, that full of themselves, they don't care what history is. They don't care, you know, oh, God, it's penalties again. Oh, it's another semifinal defeat. Oh, it's another round of 16 defeat to the Germans they're too young to be cynical by the history cynicized that's not even a word but I'm going to make it up cynicized by the history of England because they're too young and they believe they can take over the world so it's going to be a great final I think England's going to win it they may not but I think they will uh and it'll be a great one to watch because you've got two really fun teams to watch here. And don't count out the Italians. They are going to give as good as they get. Uh, let's move to Copa America, where we have a very interesting situation in Copa America. Now, you, uh, you obviously know what Copa America is, but you may not know this. But the Argentine team, even with the likes of the incredible Lionel Messi, and he is indeed incredible, has not won a Copa America with Lionel Messi at the helm. The last time Argentina won the, the Copa America was 1993 in Ecuador. They beat Mexico 2-1. Since that time, they have been in the final. By the way, that was back-to-back -back because they won it in 91 against Brazil in, uh, I believe that was in Santiago in Chile. The Argentine team, the last six Copa Americas, has been in four finals. They lost two to Brazil, and they lost two to Chile. And now they are facing Brazil, who are the current holders after beating Peru three uh three nil or three one back in 2019 in brazil now this was originally going to be in colombia if i remember correctly in barranquilla uh but because of covid or because of some violence i'm not quite sure they decided to move it to argentina and then because of covid it moved from argentina to brazil where it is at the Maracanã, which is an incredible stadium, although there will be no fans. How good are these teams? 
for me, it is very difficult for me to see Argentina winning this game. Despite the fact that, you know, if at first you don't succeed, try, 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 and try again, because that's what this would be. This would be the fifth final in, what, seven years. But if I look at the lineup, I mean, okay, they've got Aguero from City. Yes, of course, they have. Um, uh, obviously, they've got, I mean, obviously, right? They've got the great Lionel Messi. Angel Di Maria from PSG. Palacios from Bayern Leverkusen. I mean, they've got a good team. And by the way, players that play in England, of course, they had Sergio Aguero, they got Lo Celso from Tottenham and uh, Martinez from Villa. But this is an older team. The youngest player is Julian Alvarez, who's 21 years old from River Plate. But lots of 35s, 34-year-olds, including Lionel Messi, the captain at 33. The Brazilian team, on the other hand, is somewhat reads something like an all-star team of who's who's, and I might add about four years younger on average. Allison in goal, the Liverpool keeper. I think one of the top three keepers on the planet. By the way, how good is Donnarumma? We didn't talk about that with the Italian team. Love that guy. Uh, Danilo in the back from Juve. Thiago Silva from Chelsea. Marquinhos from PSG. And Casemiro, the captain from Real Madrid. Okay, folks. Casemiro's in the midfield. But defensively, and Alexandro from Juve. I mean... That's not too shabby, is it? And then we can continue in the midfield. We've got Richarlison and Fred and Gabriel Jesus and Neymar. <laughs> I mean, oh, dear. Ah, uh, it, is, it, is, it is really difficult. You've got Fabinho. You've got Militao. Paqueta, Vicinius Jr., that young 20-year-old currently in Madrid, everybody had their eye on Vicinius Jr. Great player. You've got Roberto Firmino. And Edison and Douglas Luis, by the way. Edison, backup goalie with City. Um, folks, uh, you know, if, if I'm looking at this game, I, I think this is going to be a bridge too far, literally, for Argentina. I do not see them getting by Brazil. Now, again, uh, you know, these games are played on the pitch and they're not played in the heads of pundits like me or fans like me or, you know, FIFA uh, 2021. But I, I, I look at these teams and I, I just think it's too much. And let's take a look at the odds courtesy of betonline.ag. And right now, Argentina are minus 140, uh, Brazil a minus, oh, pardon me, that's for penalty. Okay, here we go. Uh, Brazil to lift the trophy, minus 170. Argentina, the long shots, at plus 150. I have to think those odds make sense to me. So, <coughs> excuse me, for your doubleheader of finals this weekend, I'm going to predict England will win the Euros 
at minus 125. And Copa America, do not miss that game, folks. Do not miss that game. Please. That is Saturday at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, no, pardon me. That's 8 p.m. East Coast time, 5 p.m. Pacific time. On at noon Pacific time on Sunday is the Euro finals. So <coughs> those are my predictions. Head over to betonline.ag right now. Uh, right now, if you make a deposit, they'll give you a 50% bonus on that first deposit. Make them your online sportsbook experts. Um, a couple of great picks for you. Some great football. Didn't really get a chance uh, this show to talk about the um, uh, the Olympics and the women's football because, quite honestly, in my mind, that's the only thing we're talking about at the Olympics. I will get to that next week. And a reminder, the transfer season is in full swing. And we are in preseason, getting ready to start preseason matches in the Premier League, if you can believe that. It really is an incredible thought. It seems just a few weeks ago, we were crowning Man City champions. We were amazed that Liverpool had got up to third place. We were shocked at United finishing second and congratulating Solskjaer on a job well done. And we were looking at Chelsea Football Club saying, what has this club got for the future? We were looking at Leicester saying, why the late season meltdown again? Will they address it in the transfer market? And you know what? They have. They have been addressing it. So we have so much to talk to, so much to get to. It's been a wonderful, wonderful month of Euro football. It is going to be over on Sunday. It has been a wonderful month of Copa America. It is going to be over on Saturday. Then we will turn our attention to the other things going on around the world of the Jogo Bonito. This is World Soccer Radio. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Twitter. Uh, I did say Twitter, right? Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, then again, midnight Pacific. That's 3 a.m. On the, on the East Coast. That's if you're listening on Sports Overnight America. Our podcast is on the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V, or wherever you download your podcasts. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, just a couple of minutes left. Let me recap my picks for the weekend. Uh, England, Italy at Wembley for the Euro finals. Um, I'm predicting England will win. The odds makers agree with me. Right now, head over to betonline.ag. Um, you will get... This price on England right now, you will get a price of minus 125. For Copa America, I'm saying it will be more Argentine heartbreak. I think Brazil will lift the trophy. Uh, minus 170 for Brazil at betonline.ag. You want to take that. I'm sorry I didn't get to my discussion about the uh, women's national team's equal pay crusade. I had a lot of opinions about that on Friday. Um, I've taken a lot of flack. I've been called a lot of naughty names. Uh, I am none of those things. I am probably one of the uh, most ardent uh, feminists you will find who's not a female. Uh, but in this case, I think the women are having a laugh uh, because they are getting pointing their anger and their ire at the wrong people. They should be pointing it at their collective bargaining negotiators, and they should be uh, asking FIFA why the prize money is different for the Women's World Cup 
versus the men's. I believe FIFA have and have a response to them. They don't like it too much, but I think that is exactly what it is. Uh, by the way, you know, men really don't give a toss about the Olympics. It's not much. It's more like an under-20 tournament for the men. Uh, the women, the Olympics, is the second most prestigious tournament in women's football. Can't wait to talk about it. It's a wonderful tournament. I think the U.S. is going to have a great run and hopefully, hopefully continue to bring uh, more and more attention to the Women's Professional League here in the U.S. I would love to see in just a few years it has become as popular as the Premier League globally when it comes to women's football. All right, that is just about going to wrap up the show. I'll be back on with the air with you Monday. Let's look back and see who won. See how we did. See if I made any money. In the meantime, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the football. It's not often you get a weekend of Euro finals and Copa America finals. You get England and Italy and Brazil and Argentina playing for all the marbles. Doesn't get better than this. Till Monday, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.